Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back. So, this is the series Demands of Discipleship. And this topic communication. Now, communication is something that I taught at university for three years as a teaching assistant and spent quite a bit of time, both in secondary school and in college, studying. And what's interesting about communication is that a lot of people have different ideas of what it is. Uh, Some people kind of boil it down to just messaging and information change. Kind of get a computer idea. You know, you shoot information this way, information comes back. That kind of thing. A lot of theories in communication and psychology on what communication is. But let's look at a few things that I think the Bible has to say. First of all, why is it on the list for demands of discipleship? Well, communication, in its strictest sense, you can't be without it. And some people even argue, can I ever not communicate? If I go to a deserted island in the middle of the ocean, am I not you know, I'm not communicating. Well, I think actually, in a, in some ways, you are because you're telling people, "I don't want to talk to you anymore." <laughs> but uh, let's look at it this way: communication from a biblical standpoint has to do with communication or conversation or interchange with God and we call that prayer right and with other people now what's fascinating is that most of the research they've got you know and this isn't biblical research this is research that is on just strictly social science communication has to do with the fact that most communication is nonverbal. It's nonverbal. And some people say 70%, some people go 85%, some people say 90%, just depends on who you're talking to, but let's just say it's huge, it's important. For example, if you go to another island in the middle of the ocean, and basically stay there, then you're pretty much saying, well, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to be around anybody. Uh, you know, you're, you're making kind of a statement there. And that statement is nonverbal. You know, you know where is so-and-so? Oh, they're on an island in the middle of the ocean. Oh, really? They went there on purpose? Yeah. Whoa. So, I guess they don't want to talk to me. So our communication with God 
has to do with our prayer life cannot do without prayer life. And what's fascinating about prayer is that prayer actually changes us more than it does God. A lot of times you, you read in the Old Testament, you know, so-and-so prayed for this and this happened, so-and-so prayed for this and this happened. Actually, God's more or less waiting on this person to ask. A lot of times, God's waiting on us to ask. But it has to do with, with his will, too. There's quite a few preachers on TV, quote-unquote, Preachers, you know, God wants you to be rich and famous and have tons of of of, of uh, cars and jazz. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But here's the thing, you know. So, well, you just need to pray for it. And you need to believe enough. God will just show it up. Hmm. And well, how about this? God works through people. Why? Because people grow when they work with God. And it's a mutual relationship. It's mutual. It's not symbiotic. Because that's that's kind of one feeding off of the other for the mutual benefit. That's not God. What that is, is that's something else. God's relationship is always beneficial for us. Is it beneficial for God? Yes, because we're doing His Word, His will. But if we do His will, we benefit because we grow and we plug ourselves into the Spirit and more things get done. And believe it or not, if you're focusing on God on God's will, which means I want to make God happy, he focuses on I want to make you happy. And happy doesn't always mean stuff. There's plenty of stories people on you know winning the lottery in the West and crashing. I mean, it's just true. Now, communication though with other people has to do with how accessible are you. Not what is your personality like. Not introvert, extrovert. That, that to be honest, doesn't necessarily matter to a huge extent in God's economy. Now, maybe you're not up in front of millions of people on the, you know, TV or in front of crowds and crowds of people in a huge auditorium. Maybe that's not you. But everyone has to reach out to other people. And here's an interesting play on words. And this is a King James kind of thing. So in the King James version, when they mention how you're living, okay, the way you're living, the word they use in the King James is conversation. Now, it's one of those words that has changed over the years, over the centuries, I guess. It's changed meaning. 
because now if you see if you say well i'm you know having you know if you say well how's your conversation oh well man we had a great conversation we talked about this and this and this and you know they told him about me about this and i thought that was really cool but back then if you said well how's your conversation they want to know how your walk is how's your daily living how are you behaving during your day and interestingly enough, that has a lot to do with conversation. Conversation has a lot to do with communication. How you are living shows other people. And that's part of nonverbal, too. You know, are you slamming the door in people's faces? Are you cutting them off in traffic? Are you giving them sign language in a negative fashion? And when people cut you off in traffic, how are you reacting to other people? It's always... And, and, and this, this is really the clincher. It's not about getting kudos or warm fuzzy feelings back from people that you're that you're reaching out and you're 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 reaching out to okay that you're communicating with all right and by the way communication also has to do with what you say your word choice are you cussing your brains out well that's a texas word cussing but swearing is what we're talking about are you swearing your brains out now, you know, um, honestly, I've heard Christians that I know and, and I'm convinced totally that they are Christians use swear words at times. Did I think that was really, you know, the way to work it? No. But simply put, what comes out of our mouths, right? The words we use, it's important. And uh, there's a verse in the New Testament that talks that warns against uh, Paul warns against coarse jesting, all right, which is dirty jokes and stuff like that. But here's the thing: word choice. What are we saying? Because that is communicating, and the communication that we do with other people. Let me throw this this Bible word at you. We also call that witness. What is your wit witness? How are you witnessing to other people? When they see you, you are giving a witness. Now, it's interesting. That word as well. The word martyr, actually, comes from the same idea of a witness. Now, what does a witness do? They testify. Well, what do they testify about? They testify about what they know. If it's a court situation, they call the judge calls a witness. Say, "What did you see? What did you hear? What, you know?" And they testify on that. Same principle. If you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, if you have, a, if you're connected with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through Jesus, then people are going to want to know 
or maybe not, but you're still wanting or should want to share. And that's what a witness is. Now, does that mean you get all crazy and you irritate the, the, the pajibers at everyone around you? No. But that means every opportunity that the Spirit gives you, you take. That's what that means. But you tell people about what you know. This is what God did for me. Every witness is unique. Every, every witness is unique to other people because God deals differently with other people. You don't have to have been someone that God, you know, did a miraculous thing on you. Because here's, and by that I'm saying, listen, salvation is a miraculous thing. That is fantastic. That is a miracle. But some people don't feel like, yeah, my, you know, my testimony, you know, and that's what a witness does, right? Gives a testimony. Well, my testimony's not really that, yeah, that great, you know. I mean, I just, I believe God. I read it in the Bible, and, and I accepted him as, as Lord. You know, gee, that's kind of, you know, not really that huge. You know, I talked to somebody over here, and man, they were in the gutter for 20 years and and sold babies and all kinds of other horrible things, and then God saved them. You don't have to have a horrific past. Now, the thing is, what's God doing with you now? You know what? God saved me, and this is what he kept me from. And this is what he, he helped me avoid. I'll be honest, my, my, my own testimony. I was in a Baptist church. I was listening. I was with my, my, my parents, you know, and my family. And I believed the message the pastor had. And that was that Jesus cared about me. I was a sinner. I needed him in my life. And that if I would accept him, he would forgive me for any wrong that was in me. And I'd get to be with him forever. You know? And I went down. So, you know, it wasn't in a fiery building, you know. People weren't spraying bullets everywhere. It wasn't in a drug den. It wasn't any of that. And God blessed the people that had been saved from that. Because they are, that's a powerful message. But still, do you know what God saved me from? He moved me from Dallas, in a very bad area of Dallas, to another part of the state of Texas. And I avoided a whole ton of horrible things. The high school I would have gone to if I would have stayed in Dallas had barbed wire at the top of it and a nine-foot chain-link fence to keep the kids in and the pushers out. God saved me from some fantastically horrible things. So, it can be about that too, you understand. Now, the message, though, that we give doesn't have to be wild. It just has to be us. It has to be the truth. So, 
when we have that conversation, then that's important. So I want to encourage you to Thank keep you on keeping on to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.